This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Can I do this one? You can do this one, Cecil. Yes. Recording live from Gloryville Studios in Chicago and beyond. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's a skeptical, political, atheist, and 700. (laughs) It is 700? This is episode 700. God damn. This is 700. We crunched through episodes. I planned it out so that this one Uh is episode 700. Then we knew which one it was. Because I didn't want to just like record a bunch ahead of time. Yeah. And then be like, oh, I don't know what one it is. This is Holy shit, 700. 700. Dude, we have- We've been doing this a minute. It's been doing a long time. 15 years. And here's what I wanted to say to start out the episode. You know, what I want 700 to be a reflection of and what I want, you know, all the episodes we do is a reflection of our friendship because genuinely for 15 years, we've gotten together. We've had conversations that mattered to us, Uh that were important to us with someone who was important to us. And I want people to listen to this and reflect on this for a minute and think, you know, think about your friends in your life. Think about who's close to you. And maybe take a minute just to send that person like a message and be like, hey, I'm happy you're my friend or thank you for being my friend or whatever it is. Yeah. Because 700 episodes, this wasn't done. We, you know, this isn't a business for us. No. You know what I mean? Like this isn't uh -uh. our like- This isn't our life. This isn't our, we both have day jobs. We both do other things. We don't feed ourselves We do this because we we love it and we love each other. Uh And I think like like the, the friendship that we've had we had this tight friendship for years before we started doing this mm-hmm. and we've kept it for years doing it. And so I want people to hear that and realize like, like this, this whole show, it has been 15 years of two friends talking. Yeah. And yeah. so take a minute, whatever you're doing and send someone who you're friends with a text to say you appreciate them. This could be the one time that maybe you could just reach out to them and just say, hey, I think that's a beautiful you idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, Cecil, I think that's a beautiful idea. Like we've we've talked about like this show, this show and this friendship, like I think it's made me a better version of myself me than too. I would have been me if we too. didn't do this. Me too. I think, I think having this friendship and and meeting with you every Thursday night and talking through things and growing together, like if I didn't have that to do with you. I would not be where I'm at. I wouldn't be the person I am. Yeah. I really would. I think the same thing. I agree. I think the same thing. Like, I think like we've, we like, I like, it's that like magical thing. I think genuinely where two people help elevate each other. Sure. And like, I think I, I, I like to think that it's, I like to think that we're both better because we're together. Yeah. Like truly just as people, as Mm -hmm. just human beings in the world. I, I know I am. Yeah. So like I think about, and I think about that all the time. I really do. I never lose sight of that. Yeah. And I think like one of the best parts of this is, is being able to have conversations where you can bounce your morality off your friend yeah, man. 
and then realize sometimes deal. where you're lacking. Yeah. And and there's been times in our history where where I've been I've lacking, been lacking. Yeah. and I recognize yeah. it now. And I think like you're always if you're not always striving to be a better person, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, like I mean, I think like like if you know if you learn anything from the show, you should always strive to be a better person. Yeah. Constantly strive. That should be your job. That As should be human, the work of your life. That should be that should be the one thing that yeah. when you get done with all this, that you look back and say, I tried every day to be a better person. Yeah. And the best way to do that is to, to constantly challenge yourself. And this show is challenging. It's challenging all the mm -hmm. time. The listeners challenge us. The, you know, the, the medium challenge, uh, challenges us. We challenge each other and that's how you grow. And I think like, it's been a good, it's been a really awesome experience, but 700 episodes is 700, today. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to start the episode specifically to say God it's damn, 700 man. episodes. God damn. That's a long time. That's a lot of episodes, my yeah. friend. Yeah. God, this new format, shoes through. I know it's shoes, shoes through. Shoes through. I know we were supposed to do it. Let's supposed to be like next year or whatever, but it's like, nah, fuck that. We got to do something when we hit a thousand. Ah. Because we will be still doing this when we hit a thousand. <laughs> That's like two and a half years. I know. It's if 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 it's if we're going at this pace, why it's no time. Why wouldn't we hit it's a thousand? No time. We got to do at a thousand. A it's, thousand. It's the blowout a, of a thousand. Of a, a thousand is live from Tahiti. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Grass skirt we episode. Save, we save all our money between now and then. Live, live from, from Tahiti. Tahiti. I'm going to wear live from Tahiti and I'm going to wear the coconut titty bra. I am gonna, I'm going to have the coconut titties. Oh, that's. Yeah. I'm going to have the coconut boobs. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. So it's a goofball show. Uh, I love. Which is perfect. I love for 700. It. For 700. It's perfect. It's perfect. Fucking A, dude. Yeah. Wish I had a drink. I would cheers you. I, I would cheers. cheers you. I got nothing over water. Here. Cheers. I yeah. got nothing. All right. This is from uh, ABC seven. <laughs> Eyewitness news. Bear hangs from second floor window, claims in a home and then eats family's pork chops. Man, this bear is my fucking spirit animal. <laughs> I fucking love this bear. Breaking and entering and eating someone's pork chops. That is, that's the perfect crime. Can you imagine coming home and you're like, all right, man, who fucking ate my pork chops? Oh man. I wonder if I, Tom, I wonder if the, it, it left the one that was too cold and too hot. <laughs> <laughs> there were already two bears in there and he's like, all right. I'll, it's like a nap in one of the beds. <laughs> the other ones are all undone. It just only right. chose one of the beds to all sleep right, I'll in. take that yeah. one. That's the yeah. one. Dude, I like when, when we were growing up and we were watching like, all those PSAs, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and they, like, they taught me to be afraid of a lot of things. <laughs> quicksand did not come in handy. I know quicksand, how to get out. No kidding, right? There's know, so many quicksand things. I know how down to get out of quicksand. power lines. I've never seen one, but I know I'm not allowed down, to touch it. Down power lines. Yeah, yeah, down, snakes. I'm, get out of the pool when yeah. there's lightning. Pool and lightning. Right. Yeah. Don't go swimming before yeah. you eat. I don't know if that's true sure. or not, but I- Check your Halloween candy. Yeah, check it. Don't, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of urban legends get mixed yeah. up in those PSAs. At no point did I know I needed to be worried about the integrity of my pork chops as it relates to bear Bears. burglars. <laughs> I've heard of cat burglars, but a bear burglar? I wonder, I wonder, like, did they get the big, thick pork chops? Because those That's, are fucking money. That, those are just money. I hope not. I hope they, Man. I hope the bear got in there and just ate those shitty skinny my, ones. So I grew up, my, my mom was an amazing baker. But she was an amazing cook. And I don't know that she wasn't an amazing cook, but what she did cook for was for my dad. Yeah. And so 
your dad cooked for your dad. My dad cooked for my dad. Exactly. And so yep. like you, you ate your dad's taste your every day. Every yep. day was your dad's taste. It was yep. box macaroni and cheese and stovetop uh, yep. stuffing and whatever, yep. you know, my mom cooked for my dad. Yeah. And my dad didn't have a palate. So he, he smoked for every second of his life until he was like in his seventies. Right. So he's a three pack a day smoker. So wow. what he smoked, what he tasted was nothing. Most of the time things weren't salted. They weren't seasoned. And then they weren't, there just was like, my mom would cook things until they were absolutely, there wasn't a chance yeah. that any living tissue was left. <laughs> so mom would just, yeah. mom would just cook stuff because they grew up with pigs eating garbage. Yeah, trichinosis right? was a problem. So trichinosis is a problem. You got to bring it up to 165 to kill trichinosis. If not, then you get fucking trichinosis, which yeah. will fuck you up. So you shouldn't do that. So instead, what they did was they they cooked this thing until it was a fucking an absolute puck. So oh, I yeah. grew up hating pork. Same, hated pork. Same and for the My same reason. My mom would make pork and I'd be like, I'm not eating it. I remember well, I we skipped so many meals and I, I ate my first pork chop tried a pork chop at a restaurant when, after I had gotten out of, you know, my house and I was like, what is this fucking magical creature that you put in front of me? This <laughs> oh, is, are we having, are we having unicorns? This is the is fucking this greatest piece of meat I've ever eaten. And it's like, because, oh, they just paid attention to it and they didn't overcook it yep. and that's it. And that's all it took to make it into like a, like a fucking, like oh. that choir of angels come down to the table. And it's a thick enough piece that you can cook it properly. Yeah. Like my dad was the king of buying these thin, thin little pork chops. And then he would put them on a cookie sheet. He'd put them on like the cookie sheet with like aluminum foil. And then he would always sprinkle. The only thing he ever used, nature seasons from Morton's. Okay. Nature yeah. seasons. So he'd gross. put nature seasons on it. Then he would bake them for about six weeks. Jesus Christ. And then they would come <laughs> put them in in the morning and come out. It's like a slow cooker. And they were like curled. They would yeah, curl, curl up, you know? Yeah. So they would curl up and then he served it. You put like yellow mustard on the table. Jesus. And so you would fuck? like squarch what in yellow mustard fuck was happening in your dip life. Your, your, your shoe leather into the yellow mustard. And that's what pork chops were my whole life. Same thing. I thought they were terrible. If there were leftovers, my dad would slice the leftovers into bits. And then he'd throw them then, at you. <laughs> they were too hard. He wasn't that mean. But then he would mix them with barbecue sauce. Jesus and then you just splurge that on a plate. You'd have barbecue. So like if you had leftover pork, it was then barbecue. To be honest, that would pork. at least hydrate it a little. It, it was the better. I yeah. always liked day two better yeah, than day one, better. right? Yeah. So, so fucking same thing. I didn't have a pork chop at a restaurant until you told me to have a pork chop at a restaurant. And I was like, why would I waste a perfectly wonderful restaurant experience? Seriously, with a pork chop, that's a crazy person thing to do. Oh my God, is Once a pork chop Once you have a good pork amazing? chop, it's amazing. I would climb through a second story yeah. window. <laughs> I, oh, real quick, if you do get, if, you, if, if anybody ever happens to accidentally buy the little ones, yeah. what you do is yeah. you flatten them. Right, so get a meat oh, tenderized. Okay. You flatten them, and then three stage bread them, and then Wiener Schnitzel. That's a smart so way to do it. So it's not Wiener Schnitzel because Wiener Schnitzel is actually veal, but but you know what I mean. Right, like yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. make yeah. you make pork schnitzel, pork schnitzel with it, and that's a great because it cooks so quickly. The moment it's brown, you flip it over, and then and it's, it's brown, yeah. and then the pork doesn't overcook. Right, the pork didn't get an opportunity to overcook, and you're cooking it in fats anyway, so that kind of also moistens that it helps. a little, yeah. it helps. And so, and then you just, you, you serve that up and that's an excellent way to make like thin pork. Yeah. It's a, but if you have a thick pork chop, Oh, I mean, brine that thing. Mwah. 
Literally yesterday, yeah. I went grocery shopping literally yesterday, Cecil, and I bought a whole pork loin. Nice. And I brought it home and I cleaned it and I cut it into pork chops and roast. Perfect. Uh, like Perfect. I, when you can find that, $3 a pound yeah, for a fucking whole oh, tender, for a whole pork it's loin. It's awesome. Yeah. It's I, awesome. Yeah. And then you butcher it yourself. It's yeah, perfect. Take it home and yeah. I, I got a, a beef loin the yeah. same. You get to come time. home, there's going to be bears in your house. Yeah, I know. There's going to be goddamn <laughs> bears. I don't know. If this happened to me, I don't know if I could bear it. <laughs> Hibachi Benihana Teriyaki. Uh, this story is so odd. I got to read the I, whole I story. This I story could not so figure odd. this story out. This story can't figure itself this out. This story is like a weird poisoning. Yeah, this is... This is unpleasant makes, to hear. It is. And then the ending of it, I, this is just... All right, unemployed man dressed as chef was in the kitchen when seven patrons were drugged at restaurant, according to report. That headline is actually kind of important because it's written... Really accurately. <laughs> and then let me let me read the story so you know what I mean. This happened in uh, Escambia County, Florida. Florida. Really? Yeah. Shock. The same night, seven people were hospitalized for unknowingly consuming narcotics. A man dresses in a hibachi chef walked in and out of the kitchen at Nico Japanese Steakhouse in Florida approximately three times before being told by the manager to leave the restaurant because he was not an employee. The Santa Rosa Why was he in an outfit? Why he had a hibachi he have chef his own outfit. outfit? He just like how do you just have a hibachi outfit? Uh, did I miss that one at Spirit Halloween? Is there just some is like, there a sexy hibachi <laughs> outfit? Sexy. <laughs> is there a sexy, sexy one? Sexy hibachi chef. Come on, sexy hibachi outfit. Instead of doing the onions like with the flame out of them to make the volcano, you're doing like a boob or something <laughs> like out of the like hey it's hibachi. What I don't know. I just. Flipping around butt plugs and catching them oh, in your hat. <laughs> catching them somewhere else, too. The Santa Rosa County Sheriff's uh, Office said even people went to the... No, because this is a typo. That's funny. Say, it, say Rosa, it as a typo. Say, yeah. Read the typo, Tom. Okay. The Santa Rosa Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office said even people went to the hospital. <laughs> That's how it's written. It should say seven people. What yeah. they wrote said even people even went to people the hospital to the on hospital. June 9th after unknowingly consuming methamphetamine while dining at what Nico Japanese Steakhouse. So they ate meth, but then it gets weirder. The seven people told deputies they were seated at a hibachi station closest to the sushi station. Two people told deputies it started to feel weird after consuming the food. One said she went to the bathroom to throw up. The other said he felt like he was going to vomit on the way home. It's in the soy sauce. This guy puts meth. Well, but that's actually, that's actually not right. Let me read the rest of yeah, the story. because no, there is more. There Let is me more. read the rest of the story. Because it's not right. According to a report, the two people claimed they were up until 4.30 in the morning talking with their children, who they said also ate at the restaurant. They were up until 4.30 that be a chattering. Great, that has to be a great conversation. <laughs> hey, so I went to the Bachi restaurant. I don't think I'm feeling so good. And I don't know what's going on. I don't feel so good. I feel so good. How do you feel? Do you feel good? I feel good. <laughs> what time? Wait, <laughs> maybe you should work out. I should work out some more. You know, I got some ideas. I should write these ideas down. Why do I feel like this? I should get a Bachi more often. Maybe I should eat a Bachi at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid is just screaming. <laughs> just, <"Arr!" laughs> Jesus Christ, man. You poison. I mean, this is poisoning, poisoning someone with a drug that they had no idea that they took, man. When you get food at a restaurant, you have to indicate how much chili pea you want in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> All right. They, 
They said they could not fall asleep. They were feeling weird. So they went to CVS to get a test kit and they felt like they were being drugged. What? Is there a test kit at CVS? for? You can get test kits for all kinds of crazy shit now at CVS. You can get like all kinds of drug kits. You can get meth kits? I don't know if it's meth, but you can get all kinds of crazy. You can get like cocaine and other stuff. No shit. Yeah. I could get a cocaine test to see if I'm on cocaine. You could go see if you're on cocaine. That's insanity. Yeah. CVS has all kinds. There's paternity kits at CVS now. Just no kidding. Paternity kits. Do you have to like poke the kid or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I never you got shake one, the but... kid. <laughs> thing. Squeeze, <laughs> squeeze a piece out of him and see what happens. Oh, oh, I squeezed too hard. I squeezed it right. When out. I was when I was uh, I was working at a plumbing supply house, and they had drivers of trucks, and they had uh, guys who drove on uh, the forklifts. And I remember two guys while I was working there. And I had not worked there for an extensively long time, maybe a year and a half. Two guys while I were working there pissed hot and had to get fired. <laughs> one of them was for Coke. One of them was for pot. But like one of them, one of the guys, one of the guys was driving a truck, bounced into a car oh, while God. he was driving a truck. And, uh, and he comes back and he's talking to us in the warehouse. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get fired. And we, we said, why? He said, well, I did Coke this week. <laughs> and sure as shit the next day, they're like, yeah, man, you literally can never work you here don't ever work again. Here. In fact, we yeah. may fire you. And then- report you to the authorities. <laughs> the other guy's driving around, uh, you know, pot. The problem with pot is it lasts in your system for so long. Oh yeah. But the other guy, I don't think he was high while he was working, but he, right. I'm had, sure not even one of them were high. He like, had pot in his yeah. system. And the guy who like, did coke the night before or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure he was it's not high. Still high. Or, yeah. But it doesn't last but for very that, long. That, uh, the guy who was smoking pot. I don't think he smoked pot at work. He just, he just happened to have it in his system, but that was enough to let people go. Yeah, right. Because because when you're poor, they find any reason that they can yep. to make sure to make that sure you're like yeah. To did you ever get drug tested for jobs? Yeah, I got this job. I had to drug test really? into that job that 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 plumbing job. I have never been drug tested for. Yeah, a job. one time I had, I had a drug test, and I was actually worried about it because I didn't. I had quit smoking pot like years ago. And, but I was around enough people that smoked it that I was worried that maybe there would be some contact stuff that happened. I didn't know. And I was Uh actually worried. I was like, fuck, I hope I didn't screw this up up because it was a job that was paying like three times as much as my other job. And I was like, I need this money. Yeah, right. And, and it was, it, it, I, I passed, so it was fine, right. but I only had that in one job. I only had to pee in a cup one time. Yeah, I've never been drug tested. It's funny if my industry, if we all got drug tested, like 60% of us would all fail. <laughs> like for sure. Like it's just true. Like well, they threw just... a wrench in their, in their plans for when you're, uh, when you're a now legalized cannabis in Illinois. I think there are some companes that can still Yeah, the fire federal you. law still allows you well, to be fired for they, it. Yeah, you, so companies yeah, can, companies still, just can do it. still fire you because, yeah. because like, you know, I don't know why, but they, they still have these weird rules in place where like you're not allowed to do it even. But even if hours. they didn't have just a cannabis rule. 45% of my industry would still get fired. <laughs> like at least. Like it's a fucking it's a lot industry. Of yeah. A lot of coke, man. There's a lot of a lot coke. Of coke yeah. A lot of coke. Yeah. I hate coke, by the way. <laughs> Have you done coke? No, never. It is the okay. I, I did cocoa puffs when I was a kid. <laughs> um, which is yeah, I, 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 that sounds funny, but oh, it's, I thought because you said you were it's a kid. Pot and coke. Oh, 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 gotcha. Uh, yeah, so yeah. it's like it's like oh, when gotcha. they mix the things right. together, they I thought it was you were a thing in, the, in, like the, in like the nineties where they would be like, Hey, let's mix this together. Right. See what happens. And yeah. now everybody's a purist and they're like, I just do Coke. I don't do anything I've, else. I've tried time. Coke a couple of times with a friend of mine and it is, it tastes so bad. Does it? Like for me, it's because it drips the drip. Well, it's, it's intensely bitter. It's yeah. just like wildly intensely bitter. 
and then it numbs everything like like Ambisol does. Like you ever have like a toothache and use sure. Ambisol? Yeah. And like I find that really unpleasant. I don't use Ambisol, I use cocaine. But there, yeah, it's I get a way it. better. Get yeah. <laughs> Same thing. So then like everything's yeah. like fucking numb, yeah. which I find unpleasant. And then yeah, you get like a gross, bitter, nasty drip. And then like the effect of it is so milk toast. Like it's so bland. It's like, it's like maybe an extra cup of coffee. You know you what I mean? You do all that for a cup of coffee. That's what I mean. For I me, I'm just drink like bitter stuff for a cup of I coffee. I don't get it. Like my buddy is like, he he like he thinks it's great. And I'm just like, oh God, this is like, ugh, it's so bad. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm not excited by this experience whatsoever. The best experience drug-wise I ever had was when I did mushrooms. And I only did mushrooms I one like time. I like to do mushrooms. But uh, we bought mushrooms and then we split them amongst, uh, amongst us. And you have to eat. You have to eat them somehow. And now some people make tea. Other people do other things. They put them in foods or other right. stuff. But these are the grossest thing in the world to chew on. They oh. are disgusting. Genuinely the grossest shit ever. And I think they actually grow in shit. So they're disgusting oh, and uh, nasty. And yeah. they taste so fucking bad. So, and and they say, I don't know if it's an urban legend, but they would say like acid, when you did acid to drink juice, yeah, orange juice, right. because it helps like intensify it or whatever. So we drank juice afterwards. Not only do you have to, it, it, this tasted like you brushed your, your teeth with a cow turd and then you drank <laughs> orange, orange juice. juice after. It didn't help. It made it worse because right, orange juice right. is a really powerful thing on its own that changes the flavor profile of your tongue uh, uh -huh. and hurts. It's awful. You don't ever uh. drink orange juice. Orange juice is its own thing and should be consumed on its own, own. period. Yes. yes. Um, maybe with a pancake nearby. <laughs> but man, Sick. there's very few things that go yes. well with orange juice. You know, and so we did that. But I had... It was a three hour and I guess it's a trip or whatever. It was so great. I just had such a good feeling uh -huh. in my body, just a good body feeling. We got out of the car and we were walking in like a, like a big park. It was like a park with like a forest preserve and stuff. And we were just like, I was like laying on the grass and just loving life. It was just uh, beautiful. It was awesome. a beautiful feeling. And I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine and we were just talking and I just had a great time doing these mushrooms. Um, it was one of the best experiences on drugs I think I can remember. Um, and, you know, some of my acid stuff was very good too, but the the, the, the mushrooms were the, the best. Awesome. It was the best. Yeah. But I've, I've also done a bunch of bad drugs in my life too that have been very unpleasant. I've so. done very few drugs. I did I did coke a couple of times with my buddy, thought it was intensely underwhelming and uninteresting and tasted bad. And I was like, no, that's not for me. Yeah. Um, ecstasy is an 11 out of 10. Yeah. Like, I, I just thought it was the, it was just like, it was so intensely wonderful. Like it is, it's named very well. You only, you it gotta is, be careful with that. You can only do it once in a while, right? Yeah. You, like from like, you could do it like once, maybe every year to really get a good high quality effect from it. And that is a little like, because I will admit like I, I, we did ecstasy and had this like just outstandingly wonderful time. Ecstasy feels like, you know, like when you're first, falling in love with somebody and your just brain is on fire with all those like chemicals that are just hitting and popping in this. It feels like that, like magnified, but it's the same feeling. It's just this intense, loving, wonderful feeling. It's, it's a really bonding, awesome feeling. I got it big. Yeah. And like, so when it was over, it's like, man, I would do that again. You know, like immediately I'm like, I would do that again. But I'm like, but you don't do that for at least six to 12 months wow. because you gotta, you want to let like everything kind of rebuild and, 
and regrow in your brain sure. because it kind of dumps all that stuff out of there. So you have yeah. to like chill on that stuff. So awesome. I had a great time. I would totally want to, I want to do mushrooms. I've never tried yeah. any of the psychedelics. Oh my, it was my young brain. I wouldn't yeah. do it now. I wouldn't, you would not, I would not do it now. So I'm curious. I didn't because try I, it. Because my young brain, when I was young. my young brain enjoyed cannabis. Right. But when I did cannabis a couple years ago, I had a panic attack. Right. And so I'm like, no, I'm good. I think my older brain is like, not, that's, that's enough of that. We're yeah. not doing that anymore. And so I don't do any drugs anymore. Right. But right. when I was younger, when I was a young, young, when I was a young, young man, uh -huh. I did a lot of drugs. Right. And then once I, you know, and then I, you know, did once in a while and then I just stopped completely, but my younger brain enjoyed it. So I have no idea what it feels like as a, as an adult, as an adult to take mushrooms. I only know what it feels like right. as a young man to take it. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I, and I, I, but I, and I would not endorse it for anyone else. Right. I mean, have your yeah. own, have, make Do your own, own decisions. Yeah. I mean, I would not endorse it for anyone. But if you want some meth, I guess you can go get some. Well, we're talking so about meth. Yeah. We're talking I've about never meth. done meth myself. I've never either. done meth. Yeah. Meth is not my thing. All right. So. So the family of four then took themselves to the hospital and told deputies they eventually saw the three others that sat at the hibachi table arrive. They all tested and the test came back positive for methamphetamine. But here's where it gets really squirreling. The sheriff's office said the family also had leftovers from the restaurant and those tested positive for methamphetamine. And one of the three people who showed up at the hospital later spoke with deputies and said the chef was using two different soy sauce bottles, one of which he said contained soy sauce thicker than the other. The same man told deputies that one of the women at the table asked the chef about sauce. the soy sauce, but ignored her. What's that? One of them could have been a different sauce, like, like a hoisin right. sauce or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they, so if, they're just guessing. So they, you don't know if they're both soy sauce. Right. Like maybe they aren't both Why soy would you sauce? have and use two different soy sauces? Maybe they're right? not two soy right. sauces. On the day following the incident, deputies went to the restaurant and spoke to the manager, and the owner was contacted and drove to the restaurant with the deputies. The manager provided deputies the names of all the people working there, but once the deputies told the shit manager where the seven people were sitting, she told them that the table they described by the sushi bar was not in use that night. The manager then told the deputies that a man dressed as a hibachi chef was in their kitchen saying he was recently hired, and the manager told deputies the man was asked to leave, but according to a report, she claimed the man stayed in the parking lot for a few hours waiting for someone to pick him up. Wait, hold on now. Was he in the correct uniform? He was in a hibachi uniform. But Did was not work it your hibachi? Because I mean, Thank like, you. were you a visiting hibachi chef? <laughs> like, we're I'm someone on the hibachi in exchange program. Someone is, say, someone's in a white one and someone's in a dark one. And you got to play on the hibachi to see who wins. Yes, you got to yeah. have a hibachi off. Oh, yeah. There should be hibachi off. There should be, you should be able there to go. There probably like, is. I bet you there is. We got to go. Because they, be they have bartending. They have bartending comedy. They do. They gotta have, have, gotta have a hibachi competition. There's gotta be one somewhere. That's probably on like ESPN nine. Oh man. God, all the good it's stuff. ESPN eight, the old show. <laughs> to that one. All right. So then it says a search run was conducted at the business where investigators tested multiple soy sauce bottles. Two of the soy sauce bottles tested presumptive positive for meth. Soy sauce packets used in to go orders were also tested, and those came back positive in the soy sauce to go packets. And then based on the results of the soy sauce packets, yeah, like, decades were like, Hey, maybe we think this is all bullshit. Maybe soy sauce just colors it in the same way. Right. <laughs> so then they're like, all right, none of that. I guess this doesn't work. And our test is bad. Other items in the kitchen were tested, but returned negatives. No evidence was taken. The manager said that the man allegedly who allegedly quit was also contacted by the well, sheriff's I thought he office. Didn't work there. We I thought he didn't work there either, but I guess he also visiting did work there chef quit. who quit. And then she said that she told deputies that the man was always moving fast and would talk to himself. <laughs> she also claimed the man talked about being on medicine and would get mad when people brought it up. 
The sheriff's office interviewed employees and said they, and none of them said they put any substances in the food. And this is my favorite part. This whole article, the sheriff's office said, due to the lack of eyewitness observance and surveillance footage, they're unable to determine if any person associated with the restaurant contaminated the food consumed by the patrons. The case has been closed. No criminal charges will be pursued. <laughs> All of that for just like fucking, I don't know, man. Maybe there was meth in the soy sauce. Maybe there wasn't. Okay, Tom, put yourself in this position. You're fucking screaming high on meth and your kids are high on meth. Right? And you go to the hospital and you run into the same couple you ran into at the hibachi <laughs> thing It would earlier. feel so surreal. You'd be like, okay, there's cameras in the fucking walls. Right. <laughs> you'd be like, uh, I want out of the Truman Show. You'd be, you'd be like, no, 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 no. You'd be hiding in your trunk. Right? Like, I would go out to the car and just be like, no, 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 this isn't happening, dude. I, the last thing in the fucking world I would want to get fucking dosed with oh, God. would be fucking meth. Oh. We're just like, cool, I think I'm having a panic attack or a heart attack or an Aldi attack. Well, it's probably an Aldi attack. Know, we, we covered an opioid epidemic on our show. Yeah. And one of the things that we were covering was a guy who dosed his wife so she could get onto it too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, getting dosed is the worst. Who would do? Oh, fucking, that's such a shitty it's a fucking thing to do. shit. Such thing a shit. To do. And also, like, isn't it expensive? Why are you giving away your product? I don't they, understand. I don't what's understand. You're an altruistic meth user that's what? giving it away. You got to be like mad at the hibachi restaurant <laughs> in a big and, way. And you're salute. You're like, I'm so fucking mad. I got mad at Burger King once. So I got. I worked at a Burger King. This was like many, many moons ago. I worked at a Burger King, and they fired me. They fired me for good reason, by the way. I was being a dick. And they fired me because they're like, we don't want you to work here, Tom. You're being a dick. And I was like, I'm mad because I'm a fucking teenager. And like my like want to get back at the restaurant, it was wintertime. And I was going to go out there and like turn their spigots on and flood their driveway, their parking lot with water in the middle of the winter and like turn everything into a fucking ice rink. Like that, I was, I'm going to go in the middle. That's why I wasn't going to show up and put fucking meth in the Whoppers. That'd be a Whopper, though. Meth Whopper. Meth Whopper. Meth Whopper. That's the next thing. Have I, it my way, bitch. Admittedly, admittedly, you get a lot of people to come to Burger King. <laughs> That'd be they the only way to they'd outdo. They wouldn't be Pepsi anymore. They'd be Coke. Have you seen anyone with white eyes? Yeah, dude, I grabbed this. This is fucking fucked up. This story comes dude, from- what the fuck, man? Why does this- I mean, like- like, why is this happening? I don't know. We covered this on the last goofball show. And like, this one is even more fucking insane. Harvard morgue manager and associates charged with trafficking human remains sold parts via Facebook and PayPal. They got pictures of these people, including a guy who tattooed the whites of his eyes. Yikes. Oh, he totally did. Yikes. See, hold on. I gotta, I gotta put that I would buy nothing. Screen. From a man who tattooed the whites of his well, eyes. I admittedly, I'd I wouldn't buy a fire I'd, extinguisher if I was on fire. I'd buy a body part from that. <laughs> Although, if you're buying body parts, I mean, that's the guy who body parts. Them. Isn't that really dangerous to tattoo the, the whites of your eyes? Super dangerous. Yeah. You can lose your eye. Yeah. You can just go blind. You can lose your eye. It's a, it's a, it's a wildly stupid fucking idea. So, um, and like, obviously, doesn't, so, it looks insane. So, we're, we're at this place where, where human bodies are. We, I think we're in a really interesting inflection point in, in sort of funeral services because I think that there are a growing number of people 
who don't believe the traditional mythology of putting your body in the ground and yeah. then one day Jesus comes down and waves his fucking magic wand and everybody pops up out of the ground perfectly fine and goes to heaven. If they were yep. facing east yeah, or whatever. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. They, they fucking have to all be. jump up. But, you know, oh, <laughs> There's a lot of... <laughs> he makes them all do burpees. He's like, oh, you gotta be in shape to get into heaven. No, but uh, but we're at a weird place where I think a lot of people are rejecting the traditional burial, yeah. which is... You know, I think I saw it when I was younger. We started rejecting it for cremation. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. a thing that was sort of big for a while. But I think more and more, we're seeing more people who are deciding to donate their body to science or to, I think you can sell your body to science even. So, you know, they might be able to sell or offset some of the costs of the 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 service that they have to ship their body off. I don't know, and, man. I've seen me naked. I'd have to pay for them to take me. No, I think they pay per pound, Tom. Oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Cancel my life insurance. Yeah, Haley, you, you're uh, taking care you, of, hon. Before I go, if I'm in hospice, I'm eating so much Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> if I was in hospice, it's all I would eat. I would have an IV. I would ben just be like, Jerry's. it's just going to be cherry like, Just keep tapping it so the chocolate chip goes in there. <laughs> <laughs> just tap the needle and we'll go in eventually. No, but uh, but I think we're at a place where people, humans are not thinking the same things we did. Yeah. And it's cool, but it's also another opportunity to grift. It's another right. opportunity to commit crimes and it's another opportunity to, you know, before desecrating the dead required an undertaker and a morgue guy and whatever, and right. they would desecrate you in some way and maybe you wouldn't know, maybe you wouldn't. Right. But now since your body is being sold on a secondary market or your body's being sold again to a uh, science. And then it's again now being sold on a black market. Mm -hmm. These are things that are, that are going to keep growing. I think, I think that we are going to keep seeing more and more, more of these and more stories. Of and and what, what was interesting about this story, one of the reasons I grabbed this story, Cecil is like, one of the things that was being done is these body parts are being used to make art stuff. Weird, weird, gruesome art. That's weird. Like art that I would not. Yeah. Like I like, but like they're using body. Like one of these guys was charged with buying human faces, fucking faces. And like, they had like a thing on their website about like how they make art that will like shock you or whatever. So like they're making like, sure do. Ooh, like provocative spooky spook art, you know, like, which I'm not into, but it also does like, it is actually kind of a fascinating question about why should dead human bodies. Why shouldn't dead human bodies be commodified for art yeah. in the same way that could everything make, else can be commodified well, could you make, into an art supply? Could you make art out of your hair or your blood or your, or your fingernails or whatever? Right. You know what I mean? Like those body parts that you've had. And you know, I mean that one lady who was uh, part of that, they keep wanting to tie Clinton to that lady who does the spirit cooking. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was involved in yeah. some uh -huh. sort of this stuff too, where there's this, there is this feeling that like some people like to push these boundaries or whatever. Right. And you know, those are for people who push boundaries. I do. I do think it's an interesting question. I don't know the, I don't know. I don't feel like I, I feel like if somebody donates their body to art, then, then cool. that's different. But if you yes. donate your body to science yeah. and they're like, yeah, but art, then I'm like, no, I yeah, don't man. think so, man. I, and that's, and that's where, that's where the problem comes in. Right. Is you're not, donating your body. But like a lot of the fine print on this stuff is like, yeah, you donate your body to science, but really they can kind of do what they want yeah, with it. And fucking put string on it and turn it into a kite. They could, yeah. So it's like, yeah, right. Yeah. That's what, like we all think we're going to donate our body to science and we're going to get like cut open into like a fight by a fucking med student who's going to go on to save lives or some shit. Yeah. But like, yeah, maybe. And maybe like you'll just be sold 
Like you'll be boiled down and turned into a skeleton or maybe you'll just, you know, like you can be used for fucking any, like the most mundane, banal, uninteresting yeah. shit. Or like you could end up on somebody's fucking weird Etsy page, man, yeah. for their weird dark arts and crafts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, though. I think I belong on a charcuterie tray before those rocks. Yes. So I feel like I feel like I am properly marbled and I would make good pancetta or whatever. You know what I mean? I wish I could donate my body to be eaten. You do? Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. If I could donate my body to be consumed, maybe not even by people. <laughs> just just consumed. Tom, I think you could just throw yourself into a pig farm. There we go. Consumed. Just chuck. You know what? Fucking, and they'd love it because you're you're Ben and Jerry's. Fan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get in here, <laughs> man. Have a bite. Fed. This is you're all ben Jerry Garcia underneath. <laughs> I'm a chubby hubby, motherfucker. <laughs> man, this thing is marble with chocolate chips. Look at this. It's delicious. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> this is 100% me. <laughs> this is, Cecil, you ever have a job you didn't like? Oh my God, have I ever? Have What's I your ever? worst job you ever had? Worst job I ever had was I worked for a PR firm for about four months as a temp worker. I remember this. Um, it was a PR firm called BSMG Worldwide. And I hated every second I worked there. I literally, it was this most soul-crushing, shitty job I ever had. It was a temp job out of college. And I got it and I was making not a lot of money and everybody there, like, like the thing is, is I don't know that the work would have been so bad if the people there were somewhat nice, yeah. but everybody there was the shittiest, like look down your nose at somebody. And they, they were all just, they were just like, we all just had bachelor's degrees. Right. Like I had a bachelor's yeah. degree. They weren't like, like, you know, amazing. They just happened to get, get lucky and they had a serviceable major. Like right. that's yeah. all they had. Uh -huh. And I remember how shitty people were when they told you to do stuff. Cause I was basically an office worker who would work for these account managers who mm -hmm. would handle, you know, I remember for a while they were, they were marketing and PR for breathe right strips. Okay. And so I would have to put together like pitch books for that and stuff like that, where they were trying to, and then I would also have to, this was back in the day when fax machines existed. And so I used to have sure. to fax to, they would come up with a press release and then I would have to fax it to 75 different numbers on the fax machine. Oh my God. And you have to sit there. This was back before there was like an automated thing. Right. So you'd sit and type it in and slide it through and then whatever. And it was, it was the most soul crushing, boring job I ever worked in my life. I, I, most jobs I've ever had, I never take a lunch break. I just eat like yeah, at my desk right. or whatever. Oh, I'll grab yeah. a snack while I'm working and I just work through. I almost never take a lunch break. I took every second of my lunch break at this because I was just like, I need to get out of there as quick yeah. as much as like, it was awful. I hated every second of it. What about you? God, I, I, I've had my worst, my worst job as a young person was working for Boston Market. That was a horrible, horrible job. I'd, I'd gotten fired from that Burger King that I mentioned before. I got a job as a young person working at Boston Market. Um, and they worked you right up to the point where they didn't have to give you a break. So however many hours it was before you had to get a break, that's what everybody's shift was. So nobody worked like eight hours. You got a lunch anywhere. So you only worked like six hours or whatever, whatever it was, you never got a break. Um, and you got, I got burned all the time. Like everything was cooked in steamers. And so they had these like nasty, like put your hands in them and they're like gross inside. Who knows when they were cleaned gloves and you'd put this food in these like giant steamer machines. And then when they were over, when they was ready for it to be like taken out, you'd open them up and this fucking cloud of steam and this fucking superheated water 
would be like dripping all over you. Jesus Christ. And so you'd always have these like little fucking burns all over your fucking arms and stuff and like your hands. So I had rashes from wearing the gloves. It was a terrible job. Boston Market was genuinely a gross, disgusting, horrible workplace. And they had one guy work in the back. So it was just me. Yikes. So That's a lot also of work. Really lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't mind the volume of work, but it was just lonely. Yeah. Like, so it was like, I was just lonely and bored. There's no one to talk to. Yeah. You're just back there all day. And you're just like, neat, cool. Good job, man. For fucking like five twenty-five an hour yeah. or whatever, like nothing Working money I was yeah. getting paid. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. and then like, as a grown up, like it, it would, it would be a toss up between the first two title companies I worked yeah, you at. You worked at, you worked at some really long, those hour, were shitty, terrible those were jobs. Tough companies yeah, to tough jobs. Yeah. yeah. See, I, the thing is though, like this, this guy, gas station clerk asked friend to rob the store so they can go home early. <laughs> this guy is playing 3d. He's playing 40 chess here. He is. I mean, this is some good stuff. Yeah. You go out of your way to be like, okay, here's the thing. I just want to go home. Diablo four just released. <laughs> I want to sit down and relax and enjoy something like this. Can you get me out of work early? And you can by, by evidently robbing the robbing store. The store. Does they, does the store just close down for the night? I would guess like it closes while the police investigate and stuff. But where? But who comes there? Don't you still have to stay there while they're investigating? Yeah, this seems like a terrible it plan. See, it doesn't seem like a good idea. I don't think if you get robbed and you call the police and you're robbed, they're like, cool, go home, man. We're just going to let this one fly. Like, I don't think, I think you have to like give statements and then like have well, surveillance or, or, footage. Or, and, or you call, you call your boss and say, well, yeah, we just got robbed. And they say, okay. And then she's like, but I want to go home. Nah. Because <laughs> <laughs> this person owns a gas station and they're probably yeah. like, yeah, I, I don't pay you to feel things. I pay you to work at register. Like you're at a gas station, you'll probably get robbed later. Like, yeah. uh, you know, if you're yeah. not paying attention, I you just, can be robbed I just right don't now. See, I just don't see a, a gas station owner looking at the, at the worker and saying, yeah, you can close down for the night. Or being like, I'll come in and finish the shift. Yeah, I wonder, maybe they would. Maybe you'd be tra traumatized. Maybe I guess a good one would. I think a good one would be like, oh shit, like I'll call someone else in or yeah. I'll come finish. I don't think they would close the gas station. No, but I think maybe they'd send him home. Right. Maybe that's, is that what he's hoping? That he's traumatized enough that they send him that home? That they just send him home. But like, your buddy robs the fucking gas station and is like risking jail <laughs> and you're risking jail for a job, you can just quit. You can, you can just, just quit. You can literally just quit. It's a yeah. goddamn gas station. Amazing. You can go home. Wonder, Here's the thing about your gas station job. You can go home early anytime. You can leave right now. Thing, you don't even have to lock the door. Here's what I think. Doesn't matter. Here's what I think happened. I think he's just lying to the police officer so he wouldn't be in as much trouble. I think he yeah. probably orchestrated this entire thing. And he thought they would like, and he, and he's like, and then when he got caught, he's like, well, I'll just say, I just did it so that I could do something else. I wasn't going to split the money with him. Right. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, uh -huh. gonna, I was never going to split the money with him. Oh, I just wanted know? to go home. I, I wasn't wanted about, I wasn't an accomplice. I just wanted to go home. Like I knew his PS five. I want to play Diablo four. <laughs> I think like the cops would be like, Dumbass and accomplice is an accomplice. Yeah, I know. It's like it doesn't matter what your motive is. Right. You like, were the, still the accomplice. You know, like I don't care like yeah. what you guys were divvying it yeah. up when you fucking buried your treasure. Yeah. How this how this works out in the end is right. your problem. I, like whoever gets the biggest parrot on their shoulder doesn't matter to me. We're signing him back over to you right now. Bad parents make bad children. Oh, this feels like a dad show. Almost. This is kind of feels great. like a dad show. It is a little bit right like now. A little dad show thing uh, It's from AP news in this youth baseball league. Fans who mistreat umpires are sentenced to do the job themselves. You know kids in sports. 
No, no, none of my kids have ever done sports. I've never been in sports either. So I did like one year of little league, but nobody was invested in our team. Our team never won a game. And I don't know if any of us ever got on base. We were very, very, very bad. Yeah. Very bad. I never hit the ball. I've still never hit a baseball in my life. Really? Yeah. You were in little league for how long? A year. And they threw the ball every time to you? Yeah. I mean, never did you play out, out? Did you play like every inning? I, I, we all played. Yeah. So I you just, were part of the, what, what position did you play? Second base. You no, played second base? I played second base. The ball went to me one time. Okay. Did you? I wasn't paying attention. It was a ground ball. Uh, it came toward me. I caught it with my hat and then I panicked and threw it home. I was very, we used to have these, I didn't know how to play baseball. None of us knew how to play baseball. I didn't watch baseball. Sure. I didn't like, but my dad just enrolled me in little league. Sure. One year. I yeah. still have never understood why he did it. My dad doesn't like baseball. It is still to this day, one of the weirdest, most inexplicable things in my mind that he's ever done. But we would go down to the church basement. We all like connected to this church. That was the yeah, league, sure. league yeah, yeah, yeah. We go down to the church basement and the coach guy would on the whiteboard, draw a baseball diamond. And he would say, he would do these like drills. If the ball's hit here and there's someone here, who do you throw it to? Ball is here and someone here, who do you go to? I was so good at that. I was so fucking, I'd be like, oh, got a runner here, a runner here. You throw it here. You got a runner here. You're like, I was awesome at that stuff. Like the logic of baseball hit. No problem. No problem. No problem. The one time only that the ball came to me, I was like, ah, and I just threw it home base. (laughs) I just fucking panicked. It's like. I was just like, ah, it never came. Tom to is me. not a good test taker. <laughs> it never. It, like that's the thing. It's like I'm gonna make like, but not in gym class. No, I'm not. Not in gym class. And yeah, like I would, I like my my method of batting was to swing the bat, miss the ball three times, and then go sit down. That's what I did. The pit, the the ball was pitched three times, and you swung I missed three it times. Three times, you swung three times, and then I went and sat down. Yeah. And I was like, "This game sucks." We got to go to the batting cages. I've never hit. We got to go to the batting cages to get you to hit a base baseball. We got to do it. We'll take you to the small one first, then we'll go to the. Bigger I want to go one with the one where, one. where it pitches the huge ball the really ball? slow. Yeah, yeah, the huge we'll yellow one. You know, they can pitch like, those pretty fast too. Some of those could go pretty fast though. They can. There's some fast pitch softball that you can do. I played baseball when I was a kid and then I played basketball in middle school and I played, I was on the track team and uh, that was it. Those were the three things. I played basketball. I was second string in my middle school. Okay. I wasn't tall, but, uh, but I liked the game. And so it's funny because you're tall now. Yeah. I wasn't tall then I was short. And so, uh, so I, I didn't play. I was like, they didn't, they didn't play me because they, all the kids that had the growth spurt were out on the court. Right, yeah, sure. All those kids that had the growth spurt were the ones that were there. So I was like, okay, well, it's easy. You know, those, those are the ones that play. Right. And I just sat on the bench most of the time. They'd put me in at the end of the game. You know, one of those like, right, yeah, going like, at the end of the game. And eh, then, you know, so. It's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, we're going to lose this for a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's Cecil out yeah. there. Cecil five be the point 30. guard. Cecil begin to be the point guard for a couple of minutes <laughs> before we fail. But yeah, but we did all kinds of, I remember how extensively we, we practiced and like how much they talked about basketball and like, you know, how you had to maneuver yourself to get the rebounds and where you should be. And, you know, if this guy's here, you should be over here and there's, you know, all this stuff and how the passing, you know, where you should think to pass and stuff. And I remember when I played none of that, I didn't think of any of that stuff. Yeah. Right. I was just like, Oh, there's an open guy, throw the ball to me. It was like that. Like it was never, there was, and I'm sure as you, as you keep doing it year and year and year and year and year, and you practice more and more and drill right, more and right, more right. and more, it gets to be second nature. I'm sure. But, you know, just as like a one or two year person, 
you're like, yeah, man, I just panicked every time. I did the same thing. Like, yeah, did. right. I did the same thing you did. When, I, when the ball came to me, I wasn't like, oh yeah, okay, well, I see he's got, we got the triangle here, so I want to do this to this. Right, and this. Yeah. I, I was like, no, I just fucking throw it to Joan. Yeah. Just hit him and he'll fucking <laughs> lay it in or whatever. So. Um, this is interesting. Now, this, this reminds me, you know, when he, this is the Youth Baseball League, fans who mistreat umpires are sentenced to do the job themselves. This is because we are seeing a rash, at least, and I don't know if it's a rash or not. I don't know. All I can tell you is what I see in the, some of these videos that get taken, right? Mm. So the videos that get taken of somebody, you know, somebody's freaking out and then they'll pull their camera out and they'll record somebody who's flipping out on the umpire and being right. shitty. And then the umpire, like, many times just be like, okay, I quit. And then they just walk away. Right. Because this isn't a job that, like, these guys are getting a lot of money for. Right. Yeah. Well, like, Here's like what I love is 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 how just implied in the title of the article is how bad of a job it is to be a referee, yeah. an umpire, sure. a coach. Like no one's making like I would do the same thing. Like Finn, when I said when you asked me like my kids were in sports, Finn one time, uh, he's my oldest, but this was when he was much younger. It's maybe six, seven years ago. So he's maybe 10. Um, so I took, I I enrolled him in soccer. I was like, oh, we're in the suburbs. We should play soccer. Everybody plays soccer. Let's play soccer. He didn't really want to play soccer. I drove him to soccer. He fucking hated it. Then I sat there watching him hate it. And then I didn't like it. And like the, by the third time, like third time was time to go play soccer. I was like, I'm not doing this. If it's not fun, why are we doing it? Like yeah. I'm not having a good time. But like, I think there's like this thing that gets lost with youth sports where it's like, Guys, none of this matters. Yeah. The stakes could not be lower. Yeah. Nothing good is going to happen in your life because you played. But like, the chances of you making it to the NBA or the NFL or the fucking baseball version of that. What is that? MLB. The MLB. I don't know what that one. <laughs> the baseball one. <laughs> I don't forgot. I don't know. Like the big baseball teamings. Like it's so low. It's so low. It's basically zero. Yeah. It's so like baseball players aren't athletes. So yeah, it's, it's true. It's not like, a big deal. Yeah. I'm like, going to get so many messages. Uh, for that. Baseball. baseball players are the best athletes. In the no, world. they're not. I don't care. Like, <laughs> no, they're not. Sorry. They're always sitting down somewhere. They're like never doing I, I any work. Say, I will say of all the things to do um, in sports, probably one of the hardest things that that baseball players are asked to do day in and day out is hit a fast pitch like that. Yeah. I know that that's, I think that's one gotta of the most be one objectively of, probably one of the hardest, most difficult things. But like once they've got that down, then there's, but you you're know, also barely ever asked to do that. Yeah. Like in the hours of a baseball game, you get three, you at, spend, bats. You get three at bats. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. You spend three and a half minutes sportsing. <laughs> You know what I mean? The rest of the time you're like chewing fucking big league chew or whatever on the sidelines. <laughs> or you're out on the field waiting for something field to get hit. Also to not doing anything. There's most a lot of, of not time. doing stuff, admittedly. It's mostly a lot not, of not doing, doing stuff. stuff. At least in other sports, people are moving constantly. Right. Yeah. Like you're like, maybe you're not like the guy with the ball if you're playing football or whatever. Big, big slam on baseball on this show. But you're nowhere. doing baseball's the yeah. most boring shit in the world. Hey, baseball, I I can't watch soccer just because I don't have a, I don't have a, a history with it. Yeah. So I didn't grow up with it. And I know people enjoy it. I just can't get into it. I just can't. No, I'll watch. I'll try to watch uh, it. And I know like we're in like the World Cup stuff. And I had a friend. We have a friend who's into soccer. He played soccer in college. And, you know, we have a friend who's really yeah. into soccer. And so I watched it when the World Cup was on because he was watching. It. And yeah. I wanted to, you know, have a chance yeah. to you know, hang out with him and talk. And we had 
watched it a couple of times and I was just like, I just don't know what's happening. I'm yeah. just like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. So I'm just like, eh. Well, and like when Finn was doing soccer, I was like, oh, if he gets into this, in my head, I was like, if he gets into this, I'll learn everything there is to know of about soccer. Of course you will. And I'll be into it. And I'll stand there and I'll be the soccer dad. And he was like, I fucking hate it. I was like, thank God, it's so boring. Yeah. I was I like, let's, let's go home. Quit. Let's leave. Ben we and Jerry's on the way home. <laughs> we did. <laughs> but these guys are like, that's the thing. If you're like yelling at the umpire, if I was the umpire, yeah. I'd be like, you have no idea. I'm barely doing this yeah. right now. Yeah. I am bare. I woke up this morning and I am barely this is, doing this. This is this you in order to be an umpire, I think you have to love the sport. You have to yeah. know everything there is to know about the sport. Right. You have to understand the rules and you have to love the sport. And I think that, you know, I don't have any animosity to people who love sports. No, I, I don't either. I, We're just I, fucking I, I love a couple of sports myself. Yeah. Um, there's many I don't love, but there's a couple that I really do love. I love to watch. There's some I love to play. And, and those sports, you have to just be so into it. And think about what that has to do to that person. You're, they love this game mm -hmm. enough to watch your kids play it and adjudicate yes. this match for your kids. Yep. And you're shitty to them. So they don't love your kids. No. They don't know your fucking kids. Right. Right. You know, maybe they love kids in general. Yeah, but like, they don't know I your like fucking precious one. Whatever, right. yeah. But they're not like, I. you know, it, it's the same way in which you like, you know, like you donate to some charity or something. Right. You know, like yeah, it's, it's- I a, give to the Humane Society. Exactly. I don't love every dog yeah, that's in Exactly, right? right? You know, it, it, yeah. it's a great way to put it. So, so, but, but you come up to them and screaming at them. Like, it may, yeah, of course it means something to your kid and, and, and therefore it means something to you. But God, what a grotesque thing to attack, like, essentially a volunteer. Yeah. I mean, this person isn't making a ton of money. I no, mean, they might yeah. be making some money, but they're not making a they're ton of money. They're not making anything because, because these, yeah. these leagues are not immensely funded. No, no, they're, they're funded by like bake sales and shit. Well, they're funded by like, yeah, like dues like and your whatnot. dues and yeah. your fucking fundraising yeah. and all that stuff. You know, fucking yell at the, I love that umps are quitting. I do too. I think it's great. Good. So fuck stick. That's it. Yeah. This story comes from Cron, which is a Houston thing. Investigation ends after body found near Houston turns out to be sex doll. <laughs> All right, Tom, I'll have you read it. An investigation into a woman's corpse found in a wooded area near Houston came to an end after the body turned out to be made of silicon. The Harris County Sheriff's Office received a call Wednesday afternoon reporting the body of a dead woman found inside a partially open bag in the woods near East Aldine. Jesus the caller told Christ. deputies he believed what he found was a body after poking at it and maybe fucking <laughs> it a little. He poked it with a stick. Come on, do something. <laughs> at 3.46 p.m., Harris County Sheriff Ed Gonzalez tweeted that after investigators returned to the 5800 block of Brunswick, they, invest, they suspected foul play was involved and were awaiting homicide detectives and crime scene investigation to arrive at the scene to further investigate. However, once detectives arrived and opened the bag, they discovered a full-sized, anatomically correct sex doll with pliable skin. Was Heath in Houston recently? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he'd leave this behind. He would never he leave would never his, leave he would never leave his precious. According to a report from ABC 13, footage shared by the local TV news station captured the lifelike sex doll dismembered and wearing undergarments. Oof. What? Okay, let me show this. Let me show this on the screen. This is the tweet. So we want to see what this looks like. Where's the number? Ooh. Oh, there it is down here. So this is the this is the sex doll that has been needs to get washed, I think, a couple of times. Dude. How many, can I just say really quickly? 
What a great metaphor for Houston, a rotting sex doll. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is the Houston mascot now. That's <laughs> this is <laughs> this is like this is like on the suck fucking city flag for Houston. A headless, <laughs> a headless, headless rotting sex doll. <laughs> still the nicest thing in Houston. This is still the nicest thing in Houston. You know, Cecil, everyone, every boy has encountered this. You ever find somebody's fucking porn yeah. stash in the woods? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Do you find this? I don't know. I'm not taking this one. Right, yeah. I'm not taking this one home. What a fucking dark moment in your life <laughs> when you're the guy who's like dismembering a sex doll and leaving it in the woods this or is, whatever. Like, and this, I'm still worried is what this, I'm saying. This for the stand by me kids is formative. That's yeah, what I'm man. saying. It's formative. Yeah. This changes your whole perspective on life. If you find this in the woods, this is this like, they this should is, still investigate. This, this is fucking, they should. You're <laughs> like, absolutely right. Somebody's they should not stop. okay. They should stop. Something is wrong. Right. Something is seriously wrong. So years ago, um, this was right after high school for me. Uh, my brother, uh, that I don't talk to anymore was getting married. And we were all too young to drink, most of us, most of his friends and and us. I think he had just turned 21. So okay. I was 19. And uh, my older brother was uh, 23 at the time. And then we had another friend of a family who was essentially a brother of ours, yeah. our older brother, same age, 23. And they wanted to do a bachelor party for him because he's getting married sure. the next day. But we're all broke. I mean, you're right. all kids and you're broke. So we bought two cases of hams <laughs> and we went down to this, this area that was like a forested area by a train tracks by us. And we all just got drunk. Right. And, you know, my, my brother, of course, the one who was getting married, got really drunk. Everybody yeah, was right. giving him drinks and he was drinking all night. And his bro his future brother-in-law was there along with his friends. And then some of my friends showed up too. And we were all hanging out. And I remember, uh, you know, we had said we, we're, you know, we we're all hanging out there and then Chuck walks in the woods for a minute. This is my, my the close family friend of ours, um, who was like essentially an older brother to me when I was growing up, he comes walking back a few minutes later and he's got, he had, he bought a, a blow up doll. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a, it's a blow up doll. I right, mean, it's yeah, like a right. fucking, it's like a beach ball that right. you blow yeah. up. Uh -huh. It's a, it's a prank blow up doll. Right, There's yeah. no Nobody's holes in it. This thing. There's no holes in it. Right. it is, you can't fuck it. It's impossible. I think there was a mouth hole, right? But like, it's made as a joke. Like right. its uh -huh. mouth is supposed to be a joke. Right. And so he blows it up and ha ha ha. I think we even have somebody might even had a camera and there was pictures taken or whatever. But Tom, this place was, <laughs> it was right by the train tracks. So what do you do? You put on the tracks. You put it on the tracks. You 100% right? put, put it on, the, on track. the track. You traumatize some fucking train that conductor. That train guy, when that train came, that thing was blowing like crazy. Dude, you seriously yeah, scared the shit scared out of the some- shit out of some train conductor. Oh no. Because oh. we put a blow up doll. God, and then kids when we the left, worst. when we left and we were all hiding in the forest when it was there. And then when we came back after the train left, it was stuck to a train. <laughs> It was like stuck <laughs> and it deflated and shot off the tracks and it was like stuck to a tree. It was like a scene from airplane. It oh was my fucking God. amazing, dude. Oh my fucking God. Fucking amazing. Oh my God. I, I do want to return back for just a moment to like the weird imagining of the post nut clarity that somebody had. <laughs> 
where they were just like, they're, they're like, they're they just fucking finished a headless, this fucking they're headless, fucking a headless chunk of, and a, just of like, a silicon body. I got to turn my life around. <laughs> <laughs> and their answer is, I got to dump this in the fucking I'm, woods. I'm sorry, Annabelle, but I got to let you go. <laughs> I'm breaking up with you. That's it. It's not you. It's me. Also, you've gotten kind of grimy. I don't know. There's a lot. Of, I should have wiped you off. You're essentially a cum box. I, I know I shouldn't have gotten this third hand. Oh, God. I should have uh, just used my first hand. Well, with that, yes. let's wrap All up right. 700 episodes. 700. Tom. 700. Cecil. Cheers, buddy. Oh, damn. Cheers. Cheers All right. So let's get to wrap it up for this week. The next couple of weeks will be, uh, again, we're still recording in advance. So this is all, this was recorded in advance and uh, we won't be recording fresh episodes until the ninth, until the 20th of July. So, uh, so again, if anything major happened, chances are you're not going to hear it uh, from hear us. about it from until, us, yeah. Not until the 20, not until we record on the 20th and then release the next week. All right, that is going to wrap it up for episode 700. We're going to leave you like we always do with Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.